Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm bringing you a special episode of the Boca podcast today called Workflow Wednesday. During these special edition episodes, myself and my co-hosts will focus on helping you develop more efficient daily and weekly workflows around post-production, communication, task and project management, time management, file and image management, and yes, the list does go on. We're going to save you an incredible amount of time in your work week, and we promise not to be too nerdy. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. officially live. <laughs> I'm here with my friends Haley Gaffin and Rich and Heather Smith. Thank you guys so much for hanging out for Workflow Wednesday. Yes. Thanks for having us. <laughs> and as, as, as many of you probably know and have heard, uh, this is a special episode that we do each week on Wednesday focused, obviously, on the topic of workflow uh, this goes out, for those of you who are watching on, on Facebook, on Facebook Live, on the Photographer's Edit Facebook page, uh, you can just go to facebook.com slash photogsedit, P-H-O-T-O-G-S-E-D-I-T. And then, of course, we push this out later in the evening, Wednesday, on the Boca Podcast. You can just go to bocapodcast.com to see more details there. Uh, but we are currently in the middle of a series on booking a client. Uh, we're fo focusing, obviously, on workflow. Workflow is a part of our daily lives as photographers, even if we don't even call it that. Uh, it may seem like kind of a nerdy topic, but the reality is that is literally what we're doing day in and day out um, from hour to hour. And part of that workflow is this process of booking a client. What we're trying to figure out is how we can go about this process most efficiently and, of course, ultimately most effectively as well. Last week, the first part of this series on booking a client, we talked about um, how we actually attract that client online. And, um, and then this week, we're talking about sealing the deal, how we actually go about that booking process. And uh, I'm kind of curious to, to dig into this a little bit um, with Rich and Heather and with Haley as well. Uh, we're going to be talking about how we do that online or virtually as well as in person. Uh, but let's, let's actually start with you, Rich and Heather. Um, you guys have, well, you've been in business now for is it 11 years? Yeah. Don't 11 years. Me. Yeah, so yeah. It's been a while. You've got quite a bit of experience um, booking clients. And I'm curious if you just kind of walk us through step-by-step step this process of booking a client. Once somebody has heard about you, they decide, you know what, we want to have Rich and Heather photograph our wedding or a portrait session, weddings most of the time. Mm -hmm. um, how, what is that booking process after they've made that decision and they've let you know they want to book you? Uh, yeah. So, um, so well, basically what I do is, uh, the first thing I do is uh, talk to them. I got to figure out exactly what they want. Um, I do have a, a list of collections that uh, that they can they can look at, but it, this is basically just a general overview of basically what's available that they could. But uh, I basically I educate them. I let them know that that uh, that I can easily create a new collection uh, based on their specific needs. I definitely don't want to put all my all of my uh, clients into one bag. 
Um, and so, uh, and so, yeah, they'll basically say, "Hey, we want a little bit of this, a little bit of that." And I'll actually create a create a custom collection for them, specifically for them. After okay. I basically I'm going to jump them. in here real quick too, just just because I have, I'm curious. Do you have so upfront, for example, I know on on my old photography website when I was running a wedding photography business a number of years ago, um, I made available certain packages to choose from immediately, so they had an idea of what. Uh, or even if I didn't have on the, on the site, once they expressed interest in booking, I would give them a list of packages. So you're saying that you actually customize a package for each and every client that comes your way? Well, yeah. I mean, like uh, um, for maybe 60%. I mean, like uh, there are uh, some clients, I mean, uh, the the collections that they sold, like that, that works for me. Let's do it, you know? And so uh, and so it's really easy. Um, but for some of them, like, eh, my, my fiance wants this. I want this. Can you kind of like get a hybrid between these two collections? I'm like, that's so easy for me. It's so easy for me to do. Um, and so, and are those collections available then initially on the website, or is that something that you give to them after they say, "Hey, I want to book you," and you just give them like a, a starting price point on the website? So on the website, there is just a starting a starting, and uh, um, we do that just just for our sanity uh, because uh, um, because when I first got started, I, I was um, I didn't put anything on there as far as pricing, even starting pricing mm-hmm. on my website. And, um, and so <laughs> I, I was trying to sell myself. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm trying to sell myself. Once I tell them the amazing things I can do for them, then I'll tell, <laughs> tell them my pricing. Oh, price is not an issue. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then and what, was the, what was the detriment of approaching it, approaching it that way? Uh, so um, it's... Wasted it's, time. Wasted time. Wasted time. I mean, like uh, I, I would go, I would drive somewhere, I would meet, meet with them. I would um, get to know them. They would get to know me. We would even connect. Mm -hmm. Uh, They may even start getting excited about, about, oh man, this is exactly what I want, Mm -hmm. you know? But I mean, I I kind of, I I use the analogy of like um, um, me going to um, a Porsche dealership and there's no pricing anywhere. And so, Which is something and, that you do on a regular basis. Oh, exactly, sure. exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I see a Porsche. I like the Porsche. I like all the features of the Porsche. Um, right. And the 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 the, uh, the salesman is trying to tell me all the benefits of owning a Porsche. And I like everything. I get excited about it. And then he shows me the pricing. And there is there. I mean, like just for everyone, there is a there is a there is a price point in which we can be like. Okay, I no matter how much I love the Porsche and how excited I am and how much I would love to have it, they're just they're just no I way. can't do you know, that. I, I can't do that, and th- that's why we 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 experienced over and over and over again where 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 I, um they uh, there was this one couple I remember like she was so excited to use me she was shaking <laughs> like like she was so excited she was just uh, the enthusiasm uh, in her and I was like I have got this. I've got this. This is so, this is so easy, you know? And, um, and then once, uh, and then I just never heard back from them again, you know, and, and that just happened over and over again where like the, I, we, we loved meeting with you. We, we just can't afford you. And, uh, we, I just got that message one too many times. And I'm like, I've wasted so much of my time, uh, right. uh doing that. So, so, uh, so yeah, I was uh, doing the, the starting off, uh, I start off at this particular price point. That basically just it 
it kind of weeds out to people who just can't even imagine spending that much money with me. So, um, so, but yeah. So, okay, so, so you put that starting price point then on the website and um, that, that, as you say, kind of filters for the appropriate clients. Yep. And then once you've done that, they reach out to you, they've made a decision to book you, they reach out to you. You're then going to give them a kind of a complete list of established collections for oh, which they I, can- I, I do that. Well, I do that before um, uh, they even figure out if they want to use me or not. I mean, like, okay. uh, so w- once they, I, once they contact me through the contact form, um, that I will send, I'll send them basically um, a, and not just a list, but like, hey, what do you even expect? How this whole whole crazy thing works? I mean, like, because a client, I, when they first contact me, that's the only thing they know to ask is how much do you cost? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I want them to ask so many more different questions. I have to kind of like educate them and slowly educate them as far as like uh, um, like what to expect and 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 all the frequently asked questions that I get, you know, so that basically by the time they see my collections and all my frequently asked questions and how this whole crazy thing works, uh, they will, uh, they, they'll be like, they're way more, they're way closer to, to, to booking me. And I really okay. haven't even lifted a finger yet. Um, you know, right. um, so and they, a lot of they, times they've gotten that list of collections and, and when they go to book you, do you have like, what percentage of your clients would you say have, uh, made a decision that what they're looking for is not necessarily the collections that, that you've put together, but maybe some kind of hybrid like you were talking about earlier. Probably about 50 to 60%. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, do you use that opportunity then to create that custom package for them, if you will, as an opportunity to upsell? Or or how do you go about that process? I mean, are you trying to add in an album, sell them an out, on an album up front? Is that something maybe that you would do later on? What does that upsell process look like? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. I, I, uh, I'm not, I don't like pressure. I, uh, I, I don't appreciate someone pressuring me to try to buy something that, um, so I, I extend the same kind of, um, favor to them, to my clients. Um, and so what I do is educate. I basically tell them exactly what to expect. I've been in this business long enough that, that I know what, um, that, that, um, I basically just asked them, like, you're going to if you if you're going to hire me, you're going to get really good photos. What I don't want you guys to do is as the photos to just hang out on your computer because mm-hmm. over time your hard drive crashes. I may not be in business. You may lose all your photos. The only way to truly, truly um, um, immortalize your photos is through a wedding album. And um, and so uh, so I I educate them and uh, um, and. I will then even tell them, hey, if y'all want to do it yourself, they totally can. Again, I, um, I even tell them exactly where to even get a wedding album if they do want one. Um, but I will let them know, like, hey, um, uh, what I don't want them to do is use Shutterfly. <laughs> I don't want them to use, what, Blurb? You know, like in, in any of those really cheap places, I, I am like, please don't use my images and, and these type of uh, type of things. I said, if you want, like, um, if you want something that that's worthy of being a legacy item that you would want to hang, hand down from generation to generation, your grandkids will like, get this, like, it's not going to be a, a shutter. I, I want you to think long-term. And so basically I just educate them. Like the quality that you would get from me is, is bigger and nicer than any other wedding uh, album that you that a consumer would be able to actually get their hands on. Um, 
no matter uh, I feel like you like you miss out on an opportunity though for like I, I hear photographers and I've had photographers on the Boca podcast uh, talk about IPS in-person sales we've had conversations about mm -hmm. this and they're making thousands and thousands of dollars on top of whatever they may be charging for a portrait session or otherwise mm -hmm. do you feel like you're missing out on on potential I really sales? I really believe that when it comes to in-person sales Someone has to, we all as photographers and as business owners have to leverage our strengths and weaknesses and we have to be true to who we are and we have to be true to our personalities. And if something makes you incredibly uncomfortable as a person, when someone is presenting it, when, when someone is doing that to you and it would also be uncomfortable for you to respond and, and, and act that way for your clients, I just don't believe that there's a one size fits all um, you know, photography business. And I think in-person sales is a huge component of what makes I think that it's wonderful for the people that it works for, but I think that there are certain people who simply don't work that way and their personalities are very uncomfortable with that. Mm -hmm. And not to mention we work out of our home and we don't have a studio environment. And those types of in-person sales to me, those types of meetings and consultations um, lend themselves so much more to the photographer who has a studio, who has a, you know, um, you know, Rich is eating, you know, Rich is, you know, eating dinner or lunch or having coffee with clients. And those environments don't always lend themselves to, you know, in-person sales consultations, mm -hmm. nor does his personality have any desire to, um, of course, the result of that would be really nice. If we had, you know, tons of clients buying lots and lots of product, that would be wonderful. But mm -hmm. the sometimes the means, you know, aren't, the process, you know, to get there would be really uncomfortable and really awkward. And well, um, but uh, I would say um, get to know my clients, you know, some of my clients I know can afford anything I throw at them. So mm -hmm. in, in that case, I little, I am a little more not pushy, but just um, persuasive. And um, that's uh, to, a nice way to, to sum it know, up. And uh, <laughs> nice I don't know some of my clients, they, they struggled and sacrificed a whole lot just to even hire me in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, like, and so I, I, I am, I can, um, I, I can, yeah, I don't have a workflow, a general workflow that I do with every one of my clients. I get to know my clients and then I determine what I do based on what I know from mm -hmm. and of them. So, um, so Yeah. And yeah. that makes sense. I, I know that um, for the for the business model that we had in place for my old wedding photography business, we priced ourselves in such a way that it wasn't a requirement for the mm -hmm. sake of the sustainability of our business to sell a lot of product after the fact. Right. Um, right. We were using Pictage at the time to host our images. Pictage had a pretty cool system in place that kind of automatically sold product for us. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like a bonus. Yeah. Um, we didn't yep. have. That's IPS. exactly that's exactly yeah, yeah. how we structure our business and structure our pricing. Mm -hmm. And, and, mm -hmm. um, that's really our yeah. philosophy. Honestly, that's icing on the cake. When product sells, it's not at this point in our lives, it's not a huge emphasis of our efforts and our time and not, not a part of our personalities that we've really worked on developing at this point. Yeah. So upselling is not a huge that. emphasis. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that you make that distinction too, that you're talking about the development of your personalities. I mean, one of the things that I hear a lot from photographers is the fact that they are quote introverts. Um, I think it's fascinating. We've probably had this conversation a number of times, Heather, especially when it comes to diving into our psychologies. Yes. Um, it's interesting to consider what we, uh, well, the distinction between what we are comfortable with and what we're capable of. Mm -hmm. Right. I've just been reminded in, in conversation, on multiple occasions now uh, with photographers 
about this idea of IPS. And it's made me kind of think back to the business model I had established before, uh, where the amount, uh, the, the amount of money that I could have brought in, mm-hmm. had I made a bit of extra effort in that regard, trying IPS, um, I don't know. I, I, there was a little bit of of regret. At the same time, yeah. I also understand the business model that you're describing for you guys, especially the fact that you're running your business out of your home. Although some photographers do sell out of their home studios, uh, but there's also the the the. Um, there I is no home studio. There's just a home <laughs> for you guys. Certainly, yeah. No, I understand that. But I, I also think about the business model that we wanted to run, which was. Uh, I guess less time intensive than what it would be if if we had implemented something like IPS. Uh, we just didn't care to implement or or to put that that additional time investment into the process. And uh, so ultimately, really, it's, it it comes down to being really clear about the business model that that you want to establish and run for yourself based on your own personal goals, and then letting that determine how you go about the sales process afterwards. But anyway, I want to get back to the packages. You you were saying that that you in some cases, or at least 50 to 60% of cases, you, you customize these packages for a client. Once they've made that selection, um, they've decided what they're purchasing from you. Do you use a particular software or a system for the sake of signing a contract? And, and we're, we are talking about going about this process virtually at the moment. What does that look like? Oh, yeah. So uh, I, again, everything goes through Shukio. Um, Shukio, um, again, that, that's just my uh, customer management uh, software choice because I've just been using it forever. Um, and so uh, there's a, almost all of them can do this now. Um, so yeah, I, I sent it through them, um, and uh, and sh- so ShootQ basically uh, it he, they it holds my calendar, so I can quickly um, see that um, I already have a wedding booked on that day or or whatnot. So um, um, uh, there was a there was a. I don't want to double obviously uh, double booking a wedding or messing up in that way. It's it's a, it's, it's it, it keeps things very organized for us in that way. So mm-hmm. so yeah, sure. er, everything is everything is is through uh, on, online. Yeah, and and but in that contract, the process of delivering a contract, getting it signed, are, is ShootQ actually designing that contract for you? Or are you working with an attorney and then bringing that contract to the ShootQ system? What mm-hmm. does that process look like? Yeah. Uh, Initially, it is through um, there. Oh man! So there's a um, uh, the law tog. Um, um, as she is a she is a lawyer turned photographer or photographer turned lawyer. I don't know what what she 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 uh, she knows the the photography world. Um, she will uh, sell a contract uh, for the photographer, and she does recommend uh, having someone in your your state. Uh, uh, so obviously Tennessee has different, different laws than, than, than California. Uh, so th- she does recommend a, a local photographer and local, uh, lawyer look over the contract, but it, it will get you really close. Um, and so that's what we kind of did. And so, 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 um, so the contract that we have through Shukyu, uh, it didn't come, didn't come from Shukyu. Uh, we we had it ourselves. We we made Got it, it okay. ourselves. And so, right. so 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 but 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 uh, it's really cool because obviously uh, it fills out the the contract. It itemizes everything. Uh, so so when 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 um, I create this proposal for them of this custom collection, when they select it, um, and it will then um, itemize all that stuff that they chose into the to the the contract. Um, That's great. So, so it's it's basically a template based uh, contract. So it will automatically fill in their their everything. 
No. All the details associated with what, what services they're purchasing. Okay. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that contract goes to them. They're able to sign that digitally. Yep. And then and then you're also taking payment through the shoot queue system, or do you have a different system for, for um, accepting payment? You want to take this one? No, go for it. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, no, I mean, like, a, we do not. I used to. I used to take it through um, back back in the day uh, through Pictage, where Pictage owned ShootQ. Um, uh, when when you had like their ninety nine dollar a month uh, package through through Pictage, uh, then like the the credit card payments was very very reasonable. Um, the transaction um, the, fees. The, the transaction fees were very very reasonable, um, and so uh, but uh, Pictage is no more, <laughs> and so uh, um, and so uh, um, uh, I don't. So I actually added up because I, I'm mainly a wedding photographer. So um, so so um, so through uh, I, I don't if I was doing a lot of portrait sessions that were a lot less money, I would I may be able to use a credit card. But but um, I added up one year. I added up all of the transaction fees that I that um, when we were using uh, a a credit card. We we were collecting through credit cards, and I saw that I could have taken my family on on vacation one year. I, it was insanely a whole lot of a wow. whole lot of money, thousands of dollars. Okay, okay, okay. And that was when we made the decision to start taking checks mm-hmm. and or uh, Venmo. We use Venmo. Venmo as well if clients want to be able to pay easily online. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so and just Venmo, to be clear, Venmo doesn't have those transaction fees. So uh, Venmo, Venmo is basically um, bank to bank transfer, um, and so they. But the cool thing about Venmo is my clients can use a credit card if they want to, but the the credit card fee goes to them, not to me. So, uh, um, so that um, that they're they're more than welcome to use a credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that uh, I won't. Uh, I will get the full amount of their wedding collection, and they would have to pay the extra money for for the for the fee. Okay. So, so it, it works. It works. Really, it works really well. So yeah. you know, I wonder too, since since you bring up this point about having actually looked at your transaction fees. I mean, it speaks first of all to the importance of actually taking the time to look at our numbers. Uh, yeah. For the sake of being an intelligent business owner, building a business model that's sustainable, and and of course, when we're considering a a budget, what we actually need to make, um, and where we could be losing money, how to address that. I mean, this is this is a great conversation point. Uh, do you have any kind of um, lashback from potential clients who are like, why can't you? Why, why I, you I've been doing this for like five years and I've had zero, zero lashback. Like, like everyone says, that's completely fine. I'll send you a check. Or I'll, um, I, I had one guy just pay the entire wedding with cash. That was unusual. That, that was, was unusual. recent. That, that was recent. But a lot like, of clients <laughs> say, oh, I, was like, you know, I was like, I've got to get this to the bank. Like, oh, people are used to using Venmo and you know, PayPal sure. and the cash app and you know, whatever. And yeah, yeah. so, right. yeah. it, it's, um, so, uh, so no, I've, I've never had someone be like, I can't believe that. Or I will not, I will not use you because of this. Um, no, I'm not. No. Or I, and people understand that a small business owner needs to be concerned about the transaction fees yeah. of credit cards. I mean, that's just yeah. a very logical concept that people grasp. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think we may just like, we could stop the podcast right now and probably 75% of our listeners have just saved an incredible amount of money in their business this year by, by making these changes that you're suggesting. That's pretty great. <laughs> we yeah. seek to add value. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, that's yeah. really, really um, good. And I guess, I guess the last question that I have, and, and I asked this partially because this was something that I used to do and I'll get into this in, in a bit, but um, do you, do you deliver some kind of a, a, a like a, 
a, a welcome to Rich Smith photography gift or a thank you yeah. gift of some kind when, yeah. when your clients book you guys? Yeah. I mean, like, uh, obviously, um, this has changed through the years many times. This is an ever evolving, you know, decision that we're making, you know, what do people like? What do they care about? What do they want? You know, yeah. he's even yeah. made decisions based on getting to know his clients a little bit and finding out that she happens to love St. John's downtown. And so we can okay. buy a St. John's gift card. You know, those things aren't, there's not a one size fits so, all for us. Well, uh, well okay. The, the, so let me, let me kind of break it down just a little bit for the sake of conversation. So you said this has changed over the years how did it start? And then why did you make change from that to a, a different approach and, and yeah. so forth? Yeah. So basically um, it is, I want my, our customers to have um, a good experience. And so, and that's an ever evolving uh, type of um, we're, goal. Uh, goal. And, um, and so if we ever get a, a, a new idea, because when I first got started, um, once they booked me, they get a, um, a thank you email and that evolved to, actually handwriting a thank you card to them. Okay. Because a, a, a card is just a little more, more thankful. It takes more, a little more effort. And, uh, and we wanted to show our clients that we really appreciate them. Um, and then it um, evolved into like, Hey, um, we are always, we're, we're all about um, our clients have an incredible co uh, connection with each other. Um, and so we're all about the date nights. Um, and so, um, and so what we'll do is, um, um, is I'll go to Costco um, and they have, um, they'll have these gift cards. If, if, the, if, if, the, if the client's a local client, they live in Chattanooga, um, then I will go. And, um, and so uh, Costco will have um, some really nice gift cards, uh, $100 worth of gift cards you can buy for $79.99, so 20% off. And, um, I, uh, and so I give one to them and we keep one. As a hey, we booked a wedding. It's and like we, a pack it, of two yeah, gift cards. Exactly. Yeah. So so uh, so we send them a fifty dollars gift card so they can go on a date together, and then we get to go on and a date. We go together. on a date. And so uh, and so that's we're actually together. really fun. This is something that you do now. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, so yeah, it's it's a uh, it's just like a hey, we we booked a wedding. Boom. Let's um let's uh, date. We celebrate. Um, uh, we want them to celebrate, and we want to celebrate. A lot of times we'll get gift cards for our favorite restaurant in downtown Chattanooga, which is a local Italian place called Aliyah. We so love good. it. So, so good. That's that's one of the more, more common. Okay. Yeah. But you said this this process has evolved over the years. So there have been times where you have given a gift. There have been times when when you haven't. And this yeah, is there based were times on... that I went to a local shop and got a candle or you know something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, there have been times we've done personalized gift boxes. Um, mm -hmm. I think maybe we get bored easily. I don't know. It yeah. just has, it just changes. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, but, but I mean, that is a way for, uh, for the photographer as a business owner as well to, to get closer to other small businesses in town. So, yeah. um, so if I was yeah. going to go to, um, what is it? Well, um, we love, we love, um, gifting like a, a basket, a gift basket from the hot chocolatier downtown, which mm -hmm. is local, amazing chocolate place, you mm -hmm. know, so supporting yeah. other local businesses in our quest mm -hmm. to yeah. thank our clients has always been a priority. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, like, uh, any place that would, um, be, a, um, I mean, like the hot chocolatier, for example, is also a great thing that it puts it on my client's radar to, Hey, these are great favors for your wedding as well. Like, like they, they mm -hmm. do great wedding favors. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and eventually you could then, um, parlay that to a really great relationship with a store owner and, and, uh, and Hey, you're sending them business. And so, mm -hmm. so it could be, get a little discount here, a little, Hey, you help me, I help you type, 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 type a relationship. That's all about 
about um, doing a business, you know? So yeah, and I'm glad you bring that up too, because that, that was actually something, and I'll explain this in a little bit more detail in a few minutes, but in um, putting together gift bags for the clients that we were booking, that was something that we did. We, we were actually purchasing these gifts from a local shop uh, from Tamara Dillard, who became a really good friend of ours, who owns a shop called Sophie's. And mm-hmm. um, the really cute gifts that that the bride in particular would would love. Uh, we'd stick something like table topics in there for something that for the bride and groom to be able to enjoy together. And um, but then it was also an opportunity for a relationship because it, certainly back in the day, Tamara was also uh, a florist and she was providing that service to the wedding industry. And Tamara actually was really the one that kind of kickstarted the lifestyle baby photography service that, that our company offered at the time as well. And, and again, that just came as a result of that relationship. So I, I'm glad that you make that point. I think looking for opportunities, especially with local businesses to, to figure out some type of a partnership that benefits the clients, but then ultimately can mutually benefit you as companies mm-hmm. is a really smart idea. That's really great. Yep. Haley, you've been very quietly kind of sitting <laughs> so there sorry, Haley. Wow. listening no, in and uh, I, I, I'd love for you to kind of walk us through maybe both the process that that uh, you had implemented with your photography business before. I know that you kind of stepped back from photography for a little bit, and and now you're getting back to it. Um, walk us through the the same process that Richard Heather just did, if you will. Yeah, I mean, they just gave me a ton of ideas for my business. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so I right now I'm booking. Um, portrait and wedding sessions. So depending upon the session, I I don't meet prior to a session with a client if they're just booking like a family session or um, if it's just like an hour long session, I'm not going to meet with them before. But for weddings, I won't book a client until I've met with them. Just make sure that we are a good fit um, and they understand how everything works for me. Um, And when I photograph a wedding, But then I am currently looking through um, and testing out different contract services um, and invoicing systems and CRMs. So I've I've already tested out Agree because they allow you to um, send out one free contract and it they also have an invoicing system in there. Um, But what I've been using since I don't have one set up is QuickBooks. Um, They do charge the processing fee, but. it allows you to invoice and everything's already in my QuickBooks. So it's really nice. Um, and would you say there's reason why you're considering, like, for example, just to keep it simple, why would you not just use QuickBooks because it's all kind of built into one versus using Agree and QuickBooks and maybe also a, a CRM? I think you're going to talk about that as well. But yeah. um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So with QuickBooks, I'm not really able to send out the reminders or set it up the way a photographer would want to um, prior to a wedding coming up. So if I want to send out a reminder email a month before the wedding to say, I'm still excited. I'm still, you know, I've got you down for your wedding. Don't worry, because if you're not letting your client know, it's they could get worried that you're not going to show up for their wedding. It's important Um, for sure. Yeah. So right now I'm doing that manually which is fine. It's not a big deal. But if I end up getting, you know, a couple more clients and I forget to send one and then they are freaking out texting me, I wouldn't want that to be the issue uh, at any point with any of my clients. So that's why I'm looking into it mostly for the workflow and the emails. Um, because I, I use Google calendar for my personal, like my own calendar, but yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm looking. 
Okay, so so once they actually make that decision to book you, then um, that you said the invoice will go out currently through QuickBooks, correct? And then you're manually following up with with uh, communication. Yeah. The, the contract signing process also currently through QuickBooks. Is that right? No, so that one I used Agree for this recent one. That um, is for Agree. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't have contracts through QuickBooks because they can't sign anything. They can only pay back. Um, okay. So that's that's another reason I'm looking at a CRM. So I did enjoy how Agree worked. Um, the only thing with Agree is there's no emails that can be sent out. Um, I'm looking at HoneyBook, which, and I actually wrote all this down for people that are interested in looking into them. Um, so Agree allows for one free contract to go out at a time. HoneyBook allows for a free week trial. So you can test it out. Um, they do emails, client management, um, invoicing, contracts. And then ShootQ, I looked at, they're a 30-day free trial. And Dubsado, that was the one last week that I could not remember the name of yeah, <laughs> or so figure out how to say name. it. Yeah. Do, do you know what the name means or where they came up with it? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> uh, but they allow for a free trial for your first three leads. So okay. I've made it through Agree. I've got my Dubsado um, account set up and that's the one I'm working on kind of figuring out right now um, since you get three free leads and then the rest I'll kind of go into as I get closer to booking more things because with with there being a time restraint, is that the right word? Um, on the free trials, it's kind of harder to figure out, but, um, I did contact HoneyBook because of their one week trial and they are, they will work with you if you haven't like had a client come through yet to get your first Within one figured time out. Frame. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I have to, to mention this too. Um, and certainly, uh, agree is not paying me to say this, but I, I have been the most impressed with actually any user interface that I have, that I have signed up with, uh, any service that I've signed up with, with Agree has the most user-friendly user interface when it comes to actually signing up and creating an account. Um, major, major props to those guys. I'm a huge fan of minimalism and simplicity, but especially when we as business owners have so much to keep up with, the last thing that we need is that to go through this process, this lengthy process that's complicated to understand, that's complicated to figure out, uh, and then ultimately complicated to complete. Agree has just absolutely nailed their onboarding process. It's so easy to get started, so easy um, to create an account and actually use their service. I, I can't recommend them enough for just for that very purpose. But I know that we have a lot of options out there. We talked about HoneyBook and Dubsado. And um, of course, ShootQ is one. ShootFlow, my, my friend uh, Zach Gray and his wife Jody uh, have a service called ShootFlow. I think they're in version two right now with that. There are a number of options out there. My recommendation, certainly we'll link to these in the show notes, but you guys who are listening in, who are watching, make sure you check out these various resources if you're not using one already. And um, again, for the sake of the theme of this, this show, really, which is ultimately efficiency, saving as much time as possible, um, make sure that you take advantage of those systems that ultimately enable you to work efficiently. And um, that's really, really important. There's really no excuse in 2018 with kind of all of the progress that we've made when it comes to user interface design uh, and client experience for these companies to, to overcomplicate the process. And I would naturally, as a business owner, uh, lean toward those interfaces that make it easy for me to do the work that I need to get done. So that's definitely something important to keep in mind. So we talked about the contract signing. You're using Agree. Um, what about taking payment? Is that coming through QuickBooks as well? 
so for the agree one, it was through um, agree. And oh, okay. so I'm still like toying around with all of the other ones as well. The only reason I'm leaning away from agree is because it doesn't have that client management system or the email um, component of it. And that's really what I'm looking for. Otherwise I would just do some really simple contract. Um, right. But, but yeah. they actually take payment though. So they'll do not only the contract, but they also take payment. Okay. That's good to know. Um, and, and then talk to us about that, that thank you gift. Uh, I know that was kind of a, a loaded topic earlier, but is yeah. that something that, that you've done with clients now or in the past? Yeah. So I'll only do it with um, brides and it really depends on the package because it, at certain times during my, um, back whenever I was doing it before I took a break, um, I was a lower end photographer and the price that I was shooting at didn't really leave too much room for a gift. Um, but when I started booking more expensive weddings and, um, I wouldn't say higher end, but more expensive for me, then I started playing around with gifts and I actually brought one of my favorite gifts that I, um, would send out cause I bought one for myself, of course, <laughs> but I don't know if you've heard of chasing lockets. Yeah. Um, it's like they have all kinds of lockets now, but this is definitely my favorite gift I gave out. And I sent it after the wedding, of course, because I did go through a few times and send gifts to brides that booked with me who canceled their weddings. So I learned my lesson the hard way. <laughs> and will you actually, will you actually include in that locket a, a picture of a, a, a picture that's specifically relevant to them? Or are you just giving them the locket on its own? No, I give them the locket and it has like a picture of, I don't know if you can see that. The couple, this is me and my husband, but the couple on the front and then a picture cool. of, you can put a picture down here now. Used to, you couldn't when I ordered this, um, but it would be pictures from their wedding. Okay. Well, and yeah. by the way, for those, for those listening in on the Boca podcast, um, you can see what Haley was just showing us. If you go to the photographer's edit Facebook page, facebook.com slash photogs edit, P-H-O-T-O-G-S-E-D-I-T. Um, to see see this video, actually see the show and tell um, that Haley was just uh, sharing with us. But this this gifting process, then, uh, and really this whole process, does it differ for you guys um, if you're doing it virtually versus actually booking a client in person? I think Rich, earlier you said you told me before we went live that you guys don't actually book any clients in person anymore. No, um, no, we don't. Um, it's it just. Um, when uh, someone goes through the booking process online, that's not something that they would need to sit there and just do with you staring at them, you know, it, because everything is taken care of online. Yeah, it's just so streamlined. It's so easy to book online. It literally takes five minutes. Um, I like for them to be able to do it in the comfort of their home. They can be on their couch mm -hmm. in their pajamas and, and it literally takes five minutes. Um, and so um, it's just um, I'd rather for them to be able to do it at their own pace um, and it just, it's just so simple to do it online anymore. And so. a small side note to this is I know that there are photographers who will actually give some kind of incentive if a, if a client will book right there at the meeting um, in person. It's that mentality of uh, creating a sense of urgency so that someone will book with you, someone will buy the product or whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, if someone goes home and has a chance to think it through, they might make a different decision. They might not book you. Mm -hmm. Well, those aren't the clients that we want mm -hmm. to hire us. We mm -hmm. want the clients to hire us who are sure that they want us to be their wedding photographers, primarily rich. I'm a second shooter. Um, we've learned the hard way that if a client isn't sure 
and books before they're sure. And I forced them to. Or you, or there's some pressure involved. That's not a good situation. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. we want to we want to put as much of ourselves online on our website and convey as much of who we are in the process of meeting with them as possible, so mm. that they know that this is the right photographer for me. This is who I want to shoot to shoot my wedding. Not. I'm feeling a little pressured and I wasn't quite ready to make the decision, but I've been offered this ultimatum or this incentive in, you know, to book in person, you know, we just wanted to avoid all of that. So the client will go home and they will, you know, book online if we're the right photographers for them. Yep. So when you say they go home, then that, that would suggest that, that you are meeting with these clients prior to that booking. Like what percentage of clients would you Almost actually say that always. you're always okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like there has been some circumstances where they will give me the retainer fee check in person but the the contract signing is always online um mm -hmm. you know and every um, client that lives in state and is able to meet with rich before you know that most of our clients will will meet with him before booking not all some live out of state and will book you know have a phone conversation with him mm -hmm. and book book online and he doesn't meet them till the wedding day but those weddings are fewer yeah what about you Haley? do you do you book most of your clients online as well or some of those meetings in person I do. I mean, if a client gives me like, Hey, I want to book you for this date, I'll write it down and say, it's not booked until I get the, the deposit. Um, but most, most of the time it's all online. Um, and something you did mention earlier that I was going to say something about was you accept checks. I don't accept checks. Um, I got burned one time. <laughs> I put it into one account, transferred all the money over and the check bounced. And so um, I got hit with like $150 in fees from my bank and their bank. Um, and so it took six months to get the money, but it took six wow. months for them to get their pictures as well. <laughs> have you guys, Rich and Heather, have you run into that as an issue where, where checks have bounced? I think once in like 11 years. Yeah. And, and the uh, person was horribly embarrassed and they paid the like $11 fee for having a check bounce. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so, so, uh, um, yeah, for the most part, um, the, the parents or, I mean, if, if my client themselves are paying for it, they, they can, they normally can afford me. So, uh, and so that hasn't been really a, a, a problem with us. Um, there's been a, a couple of, there's been a couple of times where I was suspect. And so literally I would go to, I think they had like a M South check. And so I just literally went to the M South you can go to M South and be like, Hey, I, I'm, I have this check. Do they have enough money in their checking account to, uh, if when I go and they'll, they'll, the they'll cash, verify, they'll verify. They'll, um, so, uh, so they, they're like, yeah, they have plenty of money. Yeah. Go. Yeah. They have. And so, uh, they won't tell me how much money they have in their account, but they will say, yes, they, they have enough to cover this check. And then I'll like, then I'll run over to bank of America and, and deposit it. So, I mean, like, uh, um, so if I ever have, if I'm ever suspect, then I, I will, I will do that. So, Wow, that's interesting. I've never even considered doing that. I, I didn't. I didn't realize that the banks would even kind of divulge that information. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah they will. They, they'll they'll let you know. At least they they will let you know. They have enough to cover this check. Yes, it will okay. not bounce. How about that? So, <laughs> yeah. well, I'll, I'll just comment briefly on on this process of booking in person because back in the day uh, when I was a photographer, and the last time I shot a wedding was in 2012. I'm getting ready to launch a business here again in the near future, but. Um, at the time, booking online, handling contracts, uh, and and even payment online wasn't as commonplace. 
And uh, we were working with clients that were spending as much as seven to $10,000 for a wedding. And there was something, I think there's something to be said for the process of kind of creating an experience, especially for people that are spending that much money with us. And so that booking process did happen in person where they are actually signing a paper contract, which then was digitized. But uh, the, the ability to be able to, after they hand us that deposit check, and hand us the contract with their signature on it to actually hand them a physical gift. We'd actually put together these gift bags that uh, were made up, I think most, if not all the time, of products that we had purchased through Sophie's, a local gift shop, uh, and our friend Tamara. And, and we're able to give this gift bag to them as just a thank you gift. And it was interesting, even with clients who were spending just, I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars with us, we're still surprised at this gift that, that we were giving to them. In fact, even before we give them the gift, um, we would have bottles of Voss water. For those of you not familiar with it, Voss, V-O-S-S, it's, it's actually a little bit more commonplace now. At that point, um, it wasn't something that you could buy as easily. Now, I think you even see it in gas stations sometimes, but these glass bottles of water that legitimately tasted better than, than your regular bottled water. But, but most of our clients had never even heard of this kind of thing before. So they come in to even just chat with us about the service that we were potentially going to sell them. And we give them a, a bottle, a glass bottle of Voss water while they're sitting there looking through albums and this kind of thing. And they were just blown away by that. Um, but then to top it off, to actually hand them a gift bag um, as a, just a, a thank you, a small token of our appreciation for being willing to to book with us, to work with us, it really made an impact. And uh, I think there's something to be said for doing everything that we can as photographers, especially in a day and age. And this is something we talk about a lot in the podcast. But as technology continues to improve and it's so much easier for pretty much anyone to take a decent photograph and stick a, a Lightroom preset on it or even just an Instagram filter on it and make it look like a halfway decent picture, um, there are other ways that we're going to have to set ourselves apart as so-called professional photographers. And one of those, the, the biggest components of that effort is going to be the experience that we provide our clients. So finding ways that we can actually improve or increase the significance of the experience that these clients have with us. So it makes a lasting or an emotional impact uh, is really, really important. I'm excited. I actually just interviewed a photographer this morning. Uh, this is a podcast episode that will come out here in the next few weeks with Alex Gray. And uh, Alex is a really talented photographer. We'll link to her, uh, her Instagram account in the show notes. But Alex does something that makes a, a significant impact on her clients emotionally, which of course then creates a more lasting memory uh, in the experience that she gives her clients. And that is to have them each write a, a, a love letter, a love note to each other that, that they then read in person at the engagement session or at the portrait session to each other. And then of course you can imagine the emotional impact that that brings where they're surprising each other with this, this letter um, and then to actually hear their significant other reading that to them, the emotional response to that. But I say all that again to say that some somebody like Alex, who has made that kind of proactive effort to create an impactful experience for her clients, it isn't just, I mean, it goes even beyond just giving a gift. It's, it's something that is tied very strongly to their emotions, um, speaks very loudly to the importance of 
creating an emotionally impactful experience for our clients, especially those that are spending so much money with us. We want to make that impact. And we, at, at this point in time, 2018, we don't have an excuse but to go beyond just simply delivering pretty images because um, plenty of people can do that. So I think it's important to, to take that into consideration uh, when we're talking about creating a last, lasting impact for our clients is, is to really take that experience up a notch or, or three or five. Um, what have you guys done over the years to kind of streamline this process of booking a client? Um, I mean, obviously software technology enables us to, to streamline the process a little bit more, but are there, is there a particular tool, a, a technique or a tip of some kind that you can, that you can lend to the conversation that has helped you streamline this process of booking? Maybe Rich and Heather, we'll start with you again. Um, so, uh, basically what all we talked about, right. Uh, up to this point. Uh, has helped us tremendously. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I remember um, back in the day um, when I did do paper contracts. Oh, man. I literally it, have no memory of this. He was um, talking to me about this last night. And I was like, we did that? Uh, in yeah. my mind, we've always used shoot cue. And it's always been real minimal and simplified. Oh, yeah. You didn't go through the pain. Oh, you didn't go through the pain. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, yeah, literally, I um, um, my, my paper contract needed the, both the bride and the groom because they were both my class to si sign the contract. Right. And so, uh, and so, um, so um, both the bride and groom lived out of town and they both lived in separate places. And so I would, I would, I would I had to create the contract, sign it. I then got a, a couple of envelopes. I, I put it into an envelope, but inside the envelope, I would have um, a, a envelope for when I sent it to the bride, she would have to sign it and put it into another envelope to send it to her, her, her groom. Um, and uh, it but sounds she, like uh, one of those stories that like our grandparents tell, tell us about I walking know. through yes. the snow yeah. to get to and school. Then, <laughs> and then she had to sign it and then take it to UPS and with, with a return envelope back toward me. And like the process took like, look weeks because I mean like they're busy they're busy like like they had to actually take a, a trip to UPS and 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 uh and so really something that literally takes five minutes now you you should take weeks because I had a, a snail mail a contract because it's all in paper you know Crazy. and so uh and so yeah Heather doesn't remember that but but man, no it, was, it, was, it was such a pain. It was such a pain. Um, so, uh, so now I can so. actually, I can actually look back. I think, I think I still have digital copies of like an old price list or maybe even old contracts actually with our old, um, because our business became whole Ritz photography, but originally it was expressive photography. Yes. Yes. Very creative name. And uh, not only was it a creative name, but we used script font for that creative name, which made it more impactful, of course. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I, re I, remember seeing, I remember seeing that. I remember seeing that. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You showed it to us one time. It was, it was beautiful. It was it's beautiful. better that you forget that. But yeah, no, I mean, you, I think you can bring it back. I think you should bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> Retro. Well, yeah. anyway, so just, you, just using our technology to keep things streamlined, convenient for our clients easy to do. They're busy people. A lot of them are young professionals. They're doctors and lawyers and things like this. And so you got to keep things easy to do and simple. Yeah. Well, and I would agree with that. And it may seem like a given point, like an obvious point that we're making here to maybe many people, but um, I've, what I've seen pretty consistently over the years from photographers is that their natural inclination is not to go figure out how to create the most efficient workflow possible, even if the potential tools that would save them incredible amounts of time are right there in front of them, um, either free or quite inexpensive considering how much time they save. Um, and, and so 
for those of you who aren't taking advantage of these tools, again, we'll list the resources in the show notes, but we've mentioned a number of them here uh, today. Make sure you're taking advantage of them because again, something like even like agree, if, if you don't have any solution for contracts, or you're not happy with the ones built into the CRM that you're using, uh, take advantage of a system like that because it saves you so much time. It's so easy to get set up, get started and get those contracts, get the payment kind of, and, and ultimately very much streamline that process. I think that's really important. Anything Haley to add to that, that conversation? I was actually going to do the exact same thing and say, listen to everything I just said. Cause <laughs> I, I mean, I was lucky if I got a paper contract, that's how different it is now compared to four or five years ago when I was shooting. And most of the time, if I was friends with you, there was no contract, but the contracts I do have, or I did, well, still do have, they're all in a filing cabinet in the house right here in case anything ever came up from it. But (laughs) no, everything was paper contracts and it was not looked over by a lawyer. It was something I Googled and downloaded and, I mean, I didn't have every base covered compared to all the resources we have now to look at and photographers talk to and ask. So it's a lot well, just, just very simply take advantage of those, those tools out there. Uh, we'll make sure to link to those in the show note. I guess the last question that I have for you all today would have, has more specifically to do with uh, the ability to convert a client. I mean, I, I know Rich and Heather, you specifically talked to the fact that you are not kind of high pressure sales people when it comes to booking these clients and understandably. So of course the last thing that you want to do is work with somebody that's been forced into a decision, Mm -hmm. but have have there been particular things that you adjustments that you've made to this booking process over the years that maybe led to a higher percentage of conversion when it comes to actually booking a new client? We'll start with you guys. Um, Yeah. I mean like uh, the, the, the major thing is simply knowing who we are. Um, So so when, once I um, figure out who I was, what my the philosophy behind my my photography, uh, it was it it, it uh, I I found out that my my philosophy was more deeper than just pretty photos. And when I was able to actually uh, when when I had the confidence and uh, to actually uh, stand before them or sit before them and, and talk to them about my business, and uh, I knew exactly who I was, and and uh, it worked. It, the conversion rate was a whole lot better, a whole lot better. Basically knowing the why that drives the, what we do, you know, mm-hmm. um, and rich being confident in that and being able to present who he is and why he does what he does to the clients. Um, yeah. I remember one time um, also being confident in your pricing as well. Um, just being confident, in, not cocky, confident um, is a huge, huge mm-hmm. thing. I remember one time I was meeting with some, um, some people at Starbucks and um, they uh, after the, afterwards they left, and this guy sitting uh, in earshot of us came over and said, "Man, you've got to like learn to be more confident with your pricing because you were just oh, wow like, like like he he said he said your presentation to them was great, but when you got to the pricing, you started stuttering and stampering and 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 like just completely unsure of and I, I was like I it didn't occur to me." And so I was like, that's so true. Like if, if you aren't confident with your pricing, become confident or fake it, you know, but, but the client will see that, you know, they'll, they'll see that, Hey, mm-hmm. he, like he was confident until this point, And now he's like, he like is, he's almost apologetic over his pricing and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and does not work well. 
uh, is a turnoff for, for clients, especially the kind of clients we want to work with. So, yeah, well, I mean, naturally, it would beg the question, like, why, why is he not certain about this, the service he's trying, the service he's trying to sell me at this price point? Why would I not want to pay for it versus somebody that, that speaks so passionately about uh, the, I mean, it, it may even be kind of innate to the conversation as a whole, this, this incredible value that you're bringing to them, this experience that you're bringing to them, you speak so excitedly about it. And then if you trail off mm-hmm. at the end, when it comes exactly. to the price point, then they, they naturally question it. So that's a great point. And an even better one that you made first, which is just to be very clear about who you, who I am, Haley, who you are, uh, for those business owners out there, who you are as a as a business owner, which then trickles down or should trickle down to the business model that you create, um, which then trickles down, of course, to the target client or potential clients that, that you're going after. Um, that makes all the difference in the world and your your conversion per- percentage. If you're just kind of randomly shotgunning your marketing efforts, um, that's, that's going to hurt you significantly. Be very clear about the business model, the position that your brand represents ultimately as a target clients, and that'll make a massive, massive difference in your ability to be able to book. Haley, anything to add to that conversation? Um, not really, because confidence was what I was going to say. <laughs> I feel like we have all the same answers today. But <laughs> something that did occur to me um, while I was preparing for this was not only those that you're converting, but keeping them booked. So when towards the end of, I guess, 2016, um, even in 2015, when I was shooting, I had so many cancellations and it was because like they got busy or it was, my clients weren't valuing my time because they weren't investing in my time yet because I didn't charge until you got to the shoot. And that's when you paid me. So now I'm charging a deposit to book and then prior to the shoot, you have to pay so that I don't get those cancellations anymore because there was an, I think it was October, 2015. And I got four weekends in a row. I had shoots like two or three shoots each weekend and at least half of them canceled. And it wasn't weather. It wasn't anything I was doing. It was just, Hmm. Hey, I'm not feeling so great today, but I follow you on Instagram. I know you're fine. (laughs) It's those kind of things. And I just, it made it to where they wanted to reschedule or it didn't work with their time the way they had originally booked. And so I got to the point where I knew that something was wrong with the way I was doing things. And so now I'm requiring a deposit and requiring it to be paid in full before the day of the shoot. And just simply putting that value on on the service by requiring that upfront mm-hmm. made enough of an impact that changed the behavior of, of your clients. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. That's a great, and that's a good pointer and reminder. Um, Rich and Heather, any anything else to add here at the end of the conversation? I think we've pretty well covered this topic today, but anything to close us out? I think we have. I think we've covered it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only other thing that I was possibly going to say is about when you were talking about what element of the booking process has made the biggest difference over the years. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's... Um, a little bit multifaceted. Rich talked about knowing the why. We talked about being confident in your pricing and who you are. But the other thing that that also is, is significant is when you think about the way that you brand yourself as a photographer on your website, what you're putting of yourself out on social media, making sure it's as true to who you are and what you're doing and why you're doing it as possible to try to um, filter and attract the clients that are the right clients for you. So we even have like a video, like a promo video on our website. We're just trying to do everything that we can to 
What? Rich, you're, you're shaking your head there. What, oh, what man. Oh, he's like, is don't it, mention the video. Is, is, it old, is it old promo video? Am I, <laughs> oh, boy. I don't want people to go see that. <laughs> no, but I, I, mean, I, but, I hear okay, what you're I, saying, Heather, the significance of the, the consistency of the message that represents your brand for the sake of filtering for the right client. I think that really is so important. And, and that that I mean that carries not just across the website but across social media, your, your overall online presence. I think the other thing too, I'll go, I'll throw throw down or, or throw this into the mix is um, the relationships that we build, especially as wedding photographers with wedding vendors. Um, and this is something I think I've well I know I've spoken to on the podcast before. Uh, the relationship that I had with uh, Taylor who uh, was with Soiree. Soiree is a company that's now owned by, by Morgan, a uh, good friend of ours and very, very talented wedding coordinator in town. But uh, Taylor, the original owner, used to, to literally actually walk potential clients into our office, sell for us, and they would, they would book. Um, it was just, it was so, it made my job really, really easy. But that could happen because of the relationships, uh, the relationship that I had with Taylor. Taylor knew how we worked and exactly what it was that we were offering. And so she could bring the right clients to us. So I, the other thing that I would add when we're talking about the higher percentage of, of conversion is um, in addition to making sure that your online presence accurately represents your brand and that you're marketing it effectively on the various platforms, also make sure that the relationships that you're developing within the industry, whether you're wedding photographer, portrait photographer, or otherwise, um, that they clearly understand your brand so that the referrals coming your direction are an accurate reflection of what your brand represents. And that's particularly important if you're on an ongoing basis changing your price point. You know, we we went from charging $350 for the first wedding to $10,000 for weddings. And it's tough to do that and to continue to make those changes to your price point if you're only relying on existing clients for referrals, because of course those those clients who maybe purchased a three thousand dollar wedding package from you likely won't be in the same income bracket of those clients who could maybe afford to pay ten thousand dollars for for wedding photography. And so having somebody like Taylor um, as a referral source for us meant that she was sending clients to us that fit within whatever price point uh, it was that we were offering at the time. And so it was also beneficial in that way. So that's something else to keep in mind. I'll just kind of throw in there at the end, but uh, it looks like we're actually up on our, our, our time frame. Thank you guys so much, Haley and Heather and Rich for sharing in the series about booking a client. For those of you listening in on the Boca podcast, you can watch the video version. If you go to facebook.com slash photogs edit, our Facebook page for photographers edit P H O T O G S E D I T. And then uh, for those of you who are watching live, you can go back and listen on the Boca podcast uh, if you just go to bookapodcast.com, you'll see all the details there. But uh, everybody have an absolutely wonderful Wednesday. Thank you. Bye. See you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and maybe suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. <laughs>